Imagine living in a world where only one party controls everything, such as the past and your thoughts, by watching you at all hours of the day. Well, it isn't too far from reality. Welcome to the Falcon Experience. Hi, I am CJ, here with my friends Wilson, Andrew, and Josh. We are qualified to discuss this topic because we all read the book 1984 and informed ourselves about the world today. Today, we are going to look at the world of 1984 and see if we live in a world similar to the book. We are going to look at technology and privacy, thought control, relationships, and patriotism in our world and see if we can find a correlation to the world of 1984. Our goal is to find connections between the real world and 1984 to conclude if we live in a world similar to 1984. To start things off, what similarities have you guys seen between our world and 1984 when it comes to privacy and technology? Uh, I see a similarity when it comes to privacy concerns and devices knowing about everything about us. Uh, devices like Alexa are constantly listening to us and they get to know literally everything about us. Uh, this is the, so they can uh, know our tendencies well and serve us the best that they can, but they're also invading our privacy at the same time. Uh, Wilson, how do you think data collection invades our privacy? I said, I noticed with uh, technology being very invasive to your personal privacy, especially with the data collection. And they do this uh, with social media through your phones and wearable devices or, and smart home devices. And I said, not only does the government have the ability to pull any records of phone activity, but any private corporations like Facebook and Twitter have the power to record and share personal information with whomever, or whomever they desire. <laughs> with the data possibly containing sensitive information, it's concerning what negative possibilities can come from storing and analyzing data. And then, why, or, I a flag. Right. Did you know the government also has the ability to track your location? CJ, what do you have to say about your life? I've noticed this in the form of Life360 whenever I'm out and about. People I'm sharing my location with can see where I am, which is good and bad at times. It's good in the case that if I were to get into a car crash and die. But it's bad in the sense that it could be misused by the wrong people, such as the gov. Drew, do you have any concerns regarding data collection? My concern for this is with apps being able to track your location so easy. It can be dangerous if it gets into the wrong people's hands. But in the right hands, location tracking can be a great way to keep people safe. I just think it's crazy how nobody realizes all this stuff. Uh, we're getting, we're con in reality, we're constantly being watched and data is constantly being collected from us, which is a lot similar to 1984. But it doesn't really feel like it, and no one, I don't think no one even realizes it. I said, I agree, as well as the fact that everyone you do is, or everything you do is being tracked and collected. This raises many concerns for people who aren't aware of what's being watched. I find it concerning as well, but it is very convenient for safety. Parents want to be able to see where their kids are to know they are safe. Also, being able to track location can allow the police to help find criminals on the loose. How does technology invade your privacy? Because sometimes I'll be talking to someone and Alexa or Siri will be just listening and pick up whatever I'm saying. Yeah, I've had uh, similar experiences with that because I have a, a Google Home. And it's weird because you say, hey, Google, and it hears you. So that must mean it's listening at all times for a key phrase, which in that sense, it's hearing everything you say. So. Yeah. And going off of that, whenever you like talk about a specific product, all of a sudden you see it in your advertisements. Yes. Also, I've noticed uh, invasion of privacy with like uh, Light360 and other tracking devices. 
Okay, so do you guys think that technology should be able to record your life at all times? Like, what do you think are the benefits and the cons of that? I think uh, the benefits is that you can use it in other things like, well, an Alexa to use it for learning purposes and educational purposes, stuff like that where it can inform you. But it can also have negative effects as, or with it collecting data and uh, recording your voice and tracking it. Now let's transition to thought control. Where have you guys seen thought control in our world? Um, I've seen it in the form of disinformation on the internet. Uh, first of all, disinformation is purposely spreading fake information which harms people's beliefs. The most common way to spread this is on social media, and prominent figures uh, are also really successful at spreading it because their followers will believe everything they say. Uh, Andrew, what role has social media and news outlets played in thought control? Social media has played a huge role in thought control because some large social media platforms have control over the mix of news on their sites. Having control on the mix of the news will have you start to build bias because the media platform sees what kind of news you like to see, and it will continue to suggest you the same type of news, giving you only one viewpoint. Also, some media platforms can start to force certain news onto you so you see what the companies want you to see. To add to that, uh, social media companies have the ability to show what type of news they desire. With biased news being inevitable to avoid, we need to learn how to view it right. Most biased news doesn't mean they're inaccurate, it does mean it's written from one, one perspective, which depending on the individual who wrote it, it may tra or try to sway you one way or another on certain topics. Which is why the best way to inform yourself is by using multiple sources instead of one go-to. CJ, how can criminals obtain personal information? Criminals can obtain your personal information through third-party applications. Most social media sites have apps that can ask ask you for permission to access your account information before you can install them. This is one way hackers steal your details to commit fraud. Okay, now I'm going to look at how my uh, <clears throat> my topic connects to 1984 and well this information connects to 1984 because the party fabricated false uh, information to corrupt the people's minds to believing in everything the party says which they basically brainwashed them. And of course it's not as extreme in our world but in a way, it's a lot similar to what we see because multiple news sources are just uh, making false claims and false information to get people to believe their side. And then also, uh, the prominent figure part, uh, Big Brother is like the prominent figure that spreads the misinformation. And that's why the citizens will listen to him because he's like the most powerful person that they know. Uh, this ties into CJ's topic on propaganda, so can you tell us a little bit about that? When you are fed so many false truths and false information it can lead to devaluing everything that our country is founded on so once you are able to make your own truths bad things can only happen the united states has been the most powerful military in the world with so with that being said the only way for our economy to crash is if there is an inside party helping to make sure that that happens whether that be in the form of a foreign invasion or any way that you can turn people against each other and falsify history this was done in 1984 where the party was able to tell the people what was good and what wasn't. So if freedom is slavery, slavery, then they wouldn't believe that. Or then they would believe that. Which makes it so important that people do their own research to find the facts rather than listening to what people tell them because there's a good chance that it could be false. I also said about how biased news, or biased news can lead to misinformation and cognitive biases not allowing people to recognize biased truths. 
Since you're reading from one person's perspective, what they perceive as truthful may not be truthful to you or others. So using multiple sources to inform yourself is the best way to prevent forming cognitive biases and neglect other opinions and beliefs. Um, the Ministry of Truth relates to the social media companies because they pump out propaganda that they want the people on their platforms to see, just like how the Ministry of, of Truth and Big Brother in 1984 giving disinformation to the party. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think really anyone has has thought of thought control being used like in our world. It seems very far-fetched and crazy, but in a way it does happen. Cause, but the thought control is definitely not to the extent of the book because they're literally like controlling the people's minds. But I think we're still able to think independently, so I don't think it's a thing really. I said uh, with powerful and influential sources dictating your beliefs, it's also hard to make decisions for yourself as well as select sources being portrayed on social media which can cause biases. And this is similar to 1984 in the sense that you they that they use select sources to, to try to coerce thoughts in favor of the party. Going off of what Wilson said, um, when people see things on social media from big sources, they tend to believe whatever they say because they feel they can trust the source. But sometimes sources of news may not be as trustworthy. Some sources may fabricate the truth to get what they want out of the news they report. And uh, going off of that, social media is the fastest and most efficient way of getting people to see what you want. So people in power will get you to see whatever they want you to see. Social media allows any person to say what they want to say within reason, and anyone who has the platform has the ability to see it. This makes social media so dangerous because the population could create a truth that isn't. Okay, now let's look into relationships and how they correlate to the world in 1984. Josh. What was your topic, and can you extend on it a bit? Uh, my topic that I researched was this uh, recent trend of more and more people deciding to stay single. Uh, basically, experts say this trend is a result in, of more and more people uh, trying to better themselves rather than caring for a whole family. Uh, and this is basically they're not making as many connections as they used to. And for my article, it was from a, a psychology website, and it says uh, the people who stayed single compared to those who stayed married reported ex uh, reported experiencing more personal growth and I said this relates to 1984 because the party doesn't want them to grow with another person they want them to grow independently uh, Wilson uh, can you talk to me about your topic yeah my topic was uh, about difficulty building meaningful relationships and the reason it's difficult is to have a meaningful relationship you need to have true intimacy True intimacy is expressing yourself to one another without feeling or without feeling of judgment and freely expressing when you have the desire to. This creates loyalty, dependency, and trust between the partners. However, true intimacy requires safety, trust, courage, self-esteem, and, and more, making it difficult to or for the average couple to achieve. So Drew, what are the marriage standards in 1984 and how are they compared to nowadays? This is impossible in 1984 because the party decides who you marry and who you can't be with. They also only let people marry to have kids. There's no, there isn't any emotional aspects to it. CJ, what was your article about? My article was about romance and how marriage standards have changed over time. Back then, it used to be where you only ever married someone to have children with them, and it didn't really mind having a very good relationship. Over time, that has changed. People to have convinced others to change societal standards of living to where now marriage is built with a strong foundation of a good relationship and having children is typically optional depending on the family slash culture you are raised in 
it is safe to say that people have gained more freedoms over time, allowing for more ability to do what you want when you get married. People have set higher standards for marriage and get easily dissatisfied with what they have because of today's highest societal standards. Marriage used to be about having kids, not really for happiness. Now it's more towards true love rather than having kids. Marriage used to be getting married early and stay with that person for the rest of your life. Now marriage is about being happy and people are marrying later and the divorce rate is much happier or much lower. <laughs> uh, my topic, which was the, <clears throat> the trend of staying single, released in 1984 because uh, they don't want the people of Oceania to make connections. Uh, this is because uh, the true power of love will tear the party apart. So if they can make sure people only care about themselves and Big Brother, then they can maintain power forever. And uh, yeah, basically love is the only force that can truly destroy the party, so that's the thing that they focus on the most. This relates to Winston and his wife because they had no real connection with his wife and made him feel more lonely in his relationship. Also, the children in 1984 are the head of the households because there are many spies that can get their parents in trouble. This is completely opposite to our family dynamic nowadays because the parents are like spies to the children and get the children in trouble. So how does romance slash marriage in 1984 correlate with romance, romance slash marriage in the U.S.? 1984 marriage and romance standards were the same as the U.S. for previously in history. In 1984, the role of marriage is not to show any attraction or true love to the other individual, but to instead have children and false and raise them in a corrupt world. That is the same for the way that the U.S. used to be, except for the fact that the Oceano was a dictatorship. Because what happened was that the U.S. has always been a free country, and it was mainly the standards that needed to be changed in the U.S. It also relates to the fact that Julia wanted to have a relationship and have intercourse for fun. But there were people that didn't want that to happen, such as the Thought Police. In the United States, that idea would have been frowned upon by the Catholics, who believed that you could only have sex to bring a child into the world to give the word of God to. Alright, now I'm going to go back to my article about uh, staying single. And I found this part says, uh, well, part, most of the article is about being more independent, which uh, is kind of in 1984 because they don't want them to, they want them to be independent from other citizens, but it also... Uh, doesn't make sense with 1984 because they want them to be completely dependent on Big Brother. So they don't want them to think independently, but they want them to be independent from everyone else. Marriages were similar back before the party was established. Relationships in the U.S. today are heading to paths similar to the parties. People become dissatisfied with relationships which leads to meaningless relationships which relates to what Josh was saying. Before Big Brother took over, relationships were probably more likely, or more like they are now, but after he took over, it is basically meant to just have kids. As relationships in our world progress, they regress in 1984, actually. This relates to my article because being in a relationship does not always mean that you're living the life you want to live. When you're in a relationship with someone, you have to sacrifice for the other person. When you are single, you can pursue your own life and how you want. Uh, so, whilst people are in our, in our world struggle forming meaningful relationships 
Uh, the people in 1984 struggle especially due to the fact that they have to be aware of all their actions they take to create an intimate relationship. Now let's look at our fourth and final topic, which is patriotism. What topics did you guys research? Let's start it off with Andrew here. My article is about how the social hierarchy in the U.S. has been keeping people in the upper class in the upper class and the people in the lower class in the lower class. This is just like how 1984 keeps the people in the high, like the people in the inner party at the high, and the people like the proles in the low at the low. Uh, well, my topic was nationalism, which basically means having extreme pride for your nation. Uh, and there's many different types of this, and most people believe that their nation are the, is their, are the best nation. And uh, they use this to bring citizens together, which makes a stronger bond in the country. And in order to bring the citizens together, they need to forget their differences to bring everyone together. All right. My topic was uh, ethnocentrism. Ethnocentrism is the acknowledgement and presence of differences in social groups and how they affect our behaviors. Ethnocentrism is often perceived as racism when you're comparing racial or ethnic groups to each other. However, it's ingrained in the human psyche, and you have to remind yourself not or to not compare, but yet acknowledge differences between the social groups. Acknowledging differences help to create a more accepting society, as well as coming together as one. History of groups' cultures can affect the way we perceive the groups. So my topic is about border walls, and so the question I have here is how does border walls and the fear of foreigners in 1984 related? A border wall was made because of fear of foreigners coming into our country illegally with the wrong intentions for being here, which was blown up by the media to be worse than it actually is. It relates to fear of foreigners in 1984 because there was this propaganda used to convince the rest of the population that foreigners were actually bad and you could never trust them. And the ways that life is over there is much worse than here. In some locations, enterprising criminals run across the border only to grab what they can, including vehicles, and retreat to Mexico. These individuals have no plans to immigrate or even smuggle things into the country. Repeat burglaries affect small towns and vulnerable residents. Texas sheriffs have also reported home burglaries by criminals heading back south. The border wall is intended to keep foreigners out. Yes, yeah, so Wilson, how does your topic actually relate to 1984? Uh, history in 1984 affects the way people are viewed and how their social groups view each other, such as sla or slavery in the U.S. creating views on African Americans as victims and suffering from inequal, or inequal treatment and justice. History that the party created targets proles to be no known as low lives, since the party doesn't want their members to be rebellious like them, which is why they're associated with impoverished and unintelligent. Uh, well, I'll talk about my topic and how that relates to 1984. Uh, nationalism is related to 1984 because they basically use that to control the minds of everyone. Uh, they create this fear of foreigners uh, because they never see any of the foreigners, So they and then the party blows them out of proportion to be not even human. And so uh, this way, they are, they brings all the citizens together to build this collective hate against every other nation besides Oceania, because they think that their nation's the best. That's it. Oh. 
My topic also relates to 1984 because the upper class in the U.S. is just like the inner party, which live economically comfortable. Then the lower class is like the proles, where there is a lot of poverty, and the upper class is not doing much to help them. CJ, how does building the border wall maintain a social hierarchy? The wall keeps the citizens where the party wants them. Just like in the hierarchical system, the wall is intended to keep people where they are at. They want the high to stay at the high in terms of the hierarchy and in terms of the wall. Its purpose is to keep their citizens in the nation so that they don't interact with other countries or allow others into their nation. Uh, going back to nationalism, we can see uh, other countries in history with a similar nationalism as uh, Oceania. Uh, the Nazis in Germany, how they all adored Hitler and just listened to everything he said. And in North Korea, where there's a dictator that controls everything and there's propaganda all over the place that they use to control the minds of all their citizens. Going back to the ethnocentrism, I think we should also become more aware of differences in groups, and we can do this by educating ourselves about the past to be more sensitive to cultural differences. In doing so, we can help create a more positive collective mindset helping to advance ourselves. The U.S. does not have a super strict social hierarchy like 1984, but there is some similarities. Once you're in the high, you will stay at the high, and at the low, it is almost impossible to get out. Uh, I don't, and in conclusion, I really don't think we live in 1984. There might be some aspects over it, but overall, there's, I don't think there's any way we can possibly be in a world like that. But if we were in a world like that, we probably wouldn't even be able to realize it because of the, the mind control. Uh, and I said, the through, there's surveillance, patriotism, lack of relationships, and propaganda all over the place. But that doesn't mean that uh, we're like 1984. And I think that we are actually able to think independently. I said, I agree with Josh in the fact that, wait, I said, I said. I agree with Josh in the fact that whilst it is definitely possible, it's highly unlikely we are living in a world like 1984. Think if there were to be a totalitarian government, they would put more restrictions on relationships, ensure inequality, and promote racism to separate groups of people, and use data collection against us and promote more patriotism. While we are not too far off, it seems highly unlikely to, that we live in a dystopian re are, are living in a dystopian reality. I think that there are some similarities in our world to 1984. And there are some more similar than others, but 1984 is much more extreme, and we would have much less freedom. Also, life would be very monotonous and emotionless. See, actually, I don't think that we live in 1984. The reason for this is because there wouldn't be an option for people to see it from this perspective. And there are a few things that are left unknown in this aspect. <laughs>